Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful Overbooked, and it's time for your mother's favorite show. So bad, it's good. You got the little thing there? It's because it's real good. Uh, it's good. I'm here with my buddy Josh. Josh, how are you doing? I'm doing astounding. Ooh, a new word. I mean, it's a, it's it's a cinnamon, synonym. I can say that word. Cinnamon. Say that. C- I think cinnamon. It's a cinnamon. C- cinnamon. Uh, synonym of uh, stupendous. Learned that from Pat McAfee, who thought that he was thriving the definition on SmackDown, but he was just doing cinnamons. <laughs> I'm feeling dynamite just like Cody Rhodes who debuted a week ago. Definitely. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely may not have, um, listen, man, we record these shows in advance. If you haven't figured it out yeah. by now, we're literally we're wearing, wearing the, the same. same clothes. I'll take off my glasses for this episode. So then look, look at this. It's different now. Oh, there we go. Oh. I, I, I'm not going to do that because I will not be able to read my notes because I today can. we have to talk about the year 2005. True. We have to talk True. about. The Battle of the Legends. We have to talk about the undefeated Battle of the Ages. The trilogy that, that never almost was, was, Josh. Almost was. It was nearly there. I Listen, I am taking charge of this episode because, because I have been hammering Joel. When I, when, I, when I peek behind the curtains, I came up with the idea for this show when Joel approached me about being a part of this and i said hey i want to do something that we can just have a laugh with and when you think of certain matches moments segments history lessons in professional wrestling i told joel from the start this was one of the matches that i want to talk about because this truly is so bad that it's good yeah it it really is and joel was like yeah sure let's do it and i said let's do it this week let's do it this week and it just didn't line up but now we're here we're here it's SummerSlam 05. It is Icon versus Icon. If you, if well, you no, 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 no. Icon versus Icon is WrestleMania X8. Yeah, that, okay. That, that, that's the Rock and Hogan. Okay? All right. What about, what about, what about, what about, what about, like, let's say, what could you talk, call these two? I was going to say Mr. WrestleMania, but this is SummerSlam. I guess he still is Mr. WrestleMania. Would you call Hulk Hogan Mr. SummerSlam? I mean, they're both Mr. SummerSlam because they're both undefeated going into this. Well, yeah. I mean, one is still undefeated at SummerSlam. What about Battle of the Brothers? No? Okay. I don't uh, like that one. Let's just call it Shawn Michaels versus Hulk Hogan because that's what it was. I guess. Um, SummerSlam 05. I could say, I mean, I was a 10-year-old watching this match. Um Going in, actually, I would have been nine at this stage. I wasn't even 10 yet. This was 2005. I was a wee little one. I didn't watch Hulk Hogan as a kid, obviously. He was before my time. I knew, obviously, knew who Hulk Hogan was. I knew that he was, you know, larger than life and one of the biggest, you know, wrestlers in the industry ever. The most mainstream wrestlers in the industry ever. But I'm, I'm always been a Shawn Michaels kind of person in the sense of, I think he's the greatest professional wrestler ever. That's my opinion. Don't come at me, everybody. I know everyone's going to get in the comments, go Bret Hart. Well, that's great. I like also putting myself to sleep. So that's fine. Um, but anyway, Shawn Michaels was, I mean, at that point in 2005, there wasn't probably too many people better than Shawn Michaels in terms of like big matches. When, when the lights are bright, Shawn Michaels was on his best work. And we'd never seen Hulk Hogan versus Shawn Michaels ever. 
on paper, this is a main, a mega main event in any arena. Doesn't matter where you are. Doesn't matter what show that is your, that is your match. Um, would you say, Joel, that we know, listen, personal opinions aside of Hulk Hogan, is he the stars at that point? He's the stars biggest industry, biggest star in the industry ever with maybe the exception of Stone Cold. No doubt about it. He is the guy. He is the most influential wrestler of all time at that point. And you've, yeah, there's no other way around it. And this was a match that people wanted to see because Shawn Michaels had returned. There was a lot of hoopla around his, uh, his abilities coming back to wrestling. And for Hogan, they had never matched up. Like you said, this was the time I, I was a senior in high school. I just graduated. It was the summer I was getting ready to go, uh, to, to school to, to, I was leaving town, going to a new school and, uh, going to university, I should say. And I remember watching this show at the bar with my friends because this was going to be a major event. This was a major SummerSlam event and Hogan was the guy and Michaels was the new, was, was the reborn guy. And I don't just mean that in his faith, but I also mean that in his abilities and his uh, taking up the top spot on the card. So it made sense for these two to match up. At that point, biggest match in SummerSlam history? Definitely one of the top five. Easily one of the top five, I would say. And listen, maybe Shawn Michaels was never like on the level of like a mainstream appeal as Hulk Hogan, but to wrestling fans at one stage or another, Shawn Michaels was the man. Yep. Whether you agreed with it or not, whether you thought Brett was or whether you thought Stone Cold was, at some point in the late 90s, uh, mid to late 90s, Shawn Michaels was the WWF guy. He was the head honcho. And especially since it's coming back and, again, like you said, his reborn side in every aspect of his life, um, he was, I mean, from the time he come back until the time he retired in 2010, I didn't think there was any better big match performer than than Shawn Michaels. So, again, it all lined up on paper so well. You had Shawn Michaels. Listen, there's a lot of story about this match that goes, this person said this and this person said this. Hulk and Shawn have both talked about this on many different occasions in many different interviews saying what this could have been. Um, it's just who you believe, whether you believe Hogan or whether you believe Michaels will get you the story that you want to believe. And that's fine. I don't think we'll ever truly know the truth on this story. I don't think we ever will. It's just what you believe. I tend to personally go with what Sean says, but that's because I have a bias towards Sean. Um, and I don't like Hulk Hogan, but who knows? Who knows? Because we've seen that Sean can be very arrogant and, um, he has certain tendencies sometimes that maybe we shouldn't believe what he says, but then also so does Hulk Hogan. But when you get two big egos and two big stars, you're going to have this. You're going to have headbutting, and that's what we got. Of we got. But the of story of this match, before we actually talk about this match, yep. listen, I, I believe Shawn Michaels has said he wanted face versus face, and Hogan was like, no, if you believe Shawn Michaels. Um, Shawn turned on Hogan. They teamed a couple of times. They took on, like, Muhammad Hassan because wrestling um, – and end up Shawn Michaels super kicking Hogan in a great moment on Raw, by the way. I remember watching that and yep. being like, what the hell? And we hadn't seen Shawn Michaels as a heel since 1998. Like, it really hadn't been active. Shawn Michaels has not been a heel. And leading up to SummerSlam, we had the Larry King stuff, which was, like, top-tier 
silliness, but like in a great way, like a great segment. That wouldn't even be considered so bad. It's good. That would be so good. It's great. Uh, it's it's just so good. And then, the, of course, the infamous Montreal promo um, with the Bret Hart music. And we obviously had not seen Bret Hart in WWE since since the Montreal Screwjob. Huge pop. Sean is being heel Sean Michaels and just rub it in. Sean was doing really well at being the heel in this story. Um, so going into SummerSlam, there was a lot of, of, uh, hype. And at that point, listen, Hogan wasn't wrestling. Well, he wasn't ever wrestling five star matches, but he could still move in the ring at two, in 2005 enough to get him. If you're in there with Shawn Michaels enough to get him to a good to great match. Yeah, exactly. And you're talking about the promos that get you there. You mentioned the Montreal promo. That's an all timer, especially as a Canadian. I was going to say hit all of us real hard if you were a Canadian yeah. WWF fan at the time or WWE fan. Uh, seeing Shawn Michaels of all people come out to, you know, mocking Bret Hart and coming out with the music. And then he comes out, like takes off his shirt. He is the original heartbreak kid. He is the original HBK and people were just ready to boo the shit out of him. And they did. Uh, and then they also did the Larry King segment, which I thought oh. was absolutely outstanding. So good. He got. Infamous. Sean, it's Sean just pretending, yeah, Sean just pretending oh. to be Hulk, Hulk Hogan and doing a perfect impression of Hulk Hogan yeah. the entire time. Uh, so stuff like that really got it over. But again, we get to the match, and this is why this show is called So Bad It's Good, because the match this was is... a lot to think about. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Hogan, there's a story that goes around that said Hulk Hogan did not want to lose at SummerSlam. This was meant to be a trilogy that never happened. Um, and it was going to end up being that the, the story that goes, and Sean has said this, I believe even Hogan may have confirmed that he was going to win the trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. but hey, whoever you believe, it doesn't matter. Someone had to take an L at, at SummerSlam. They both hadn't been defeated at SummerSlam in that point. You could imagine. Um, Sean says that Hogan didn't want to do business, so Sean said he'll do business for himself, basically. Yeah, it's super interesting that they did. They talk. They both talked about the trilogy, and mm-hmm. it all. Both men agree that it was going to be Hogan winning because, of course, Hogan is Hogan. Um, it was going to be you know Hogan takes the first one, and yep. then Michaels takes the second one, and mm-hmm. then they were going to do a steel cage, and Hogan was going to win. Very simple wrestling trope. Wrestling one on one. Yeah, and then. It turned into a one match because, according to Hogan, the overselling from SummerSlam is what cost HBK the trilogy, which believe whatever you want to believe. It's like we're all on the same page until you found a reason not to be. And that was strange to me. It's weird that with both stories, there's a lot of dots that are connected. There's a lot of no matter what. It just seems like the 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 substance of the story is all the same. But the little, the little pieces of broccoli are a little different. The meat and potatoes yeah. is all there, but it's like, oh, you said you wanted broccoli. I said I wanted green beans. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like these little things that just aren't, they're just like slightly off. Now yeah. I'm a believer and you may not believe you. This is your, with every right to disagree with me and yell at me, but I'm a believer that Hulk Hogan didn't want to lose. So Sean said, fine, if you're not going to lose, I'm going to make this very over the top. And I'm going to make this very memorable for a very different reason. Because I don't really remember. Listen, I know obviously who wins, but I don't really remember the substance of this match. I just remember Sean ridiculously selling and, and I guess, in a sense, if you want to look at it this way, not really protecting the business. That that was the story. Not the not protecting the business part, but the part where 
Sean is overselling everything. That's the entire match. That is the, that is the story that Shawn Michaels wants to tell. Shawn Michaels wants to tell a story that Hulk Hogan is so deep in his own shit that I'm going to show him just how shitty he is by overselling everything he does. Cause everything he does is so overdone that I'm going to make it look even more overdone. And by the way, kudos to commentary who then has to put all of that over. So they've got to go oh, over the top for mess. everything else that that's over be. the top and Hogan's going over the top. So now you oh. got three over the top layers going on. All right. Let's, 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 let's scale things back a little bit here. Let's put to? on our let's put on our Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler hat for a minute, all right? Oh, can I can somebody can somebody superimpose a cowboy hat on top of me? Yeah, you're the JR, I'll be Jerry Lawler. Puppies, woohoo, wow. Um that's that's, that's me hurts. right now, right? So you, you know, you're the play-by-play guy, all right? Sean Michaels has just taken a punch and he's done a cartwheel, for example. How the hell do Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross sit down and go Let's call this match without just laughing or just being because listen, they probably don't know what's going down. They're probably just watching the match and watching it unfold. I don't know if Sean Michaels went up to Jim Ross before and said, Hey, get ready for this one. Cause I'm about to do something real crazy. Like I couldn't imagine sitting there and just trying to call. They called this match. Like they Co- kudos coach to was there. Coach was calling that coach match. was there. Coach was there too, wasn't he? Yeah, and Coach was doing a damn good job because he was the new guy in the room and had to really put everything over properly and deal with, you know, JR's already over the top. Sorry, not JR. uh, uh, Jerry the King Lawler's already so over the top that it doesn't matter what he says. JR, though, JR has a penchant for being like, no, this doesn't work for me. And he's an everyday straight man. Yeah, exactly. So so Coach has to be the straight guy who also plays over the t- like over explains why Michaels is overselling the Hogan offense and they're all okay. doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos to them. I, I have to say that, listen, we would not be talking about this match on this show. If it was just Sean Michaels just, and they, and Hogan had a normal match, we wouldn't be talking about it. It would have just went down in like a, it happened. This makes it memorable. I will say that maybe for the yeah. wrong reasons, but here's a question for you, Joel, as the analyze breakdown guy of this show, if you were Shawn Michaels and Hogan, if you believe this story and we can talk about the other side of things, if you were Shawn Michaels and Hogan was not going to do business and he said, I'm not going to lose this match and a story, would you have done what Shawn did? Yeah. If you're probably. in Shawn, I would have as well because I'm Shawn. Listen, I'm not saying, that, listen, a lot of people will go at me for thinking that Shawn's the greatest ever and everything's subjective. Everything's arguable, but you're the greatest wrestler of all time and you're fighting the biggest icon in the industry of all time. There has to be a certain level of respect from both of you there. There has to go, okay, we have to do business here. If we're going to extend this to three matches, we have, we can't just kill it in one match. Like I'm the dirtbag heel here. We've got to, you got to prolong and whatever to get to Survivor Series or wherever the hell the plan was. I would have probably done the same thing if Hogan just flat out said, like, I'm not losing this match. Get over it. Maybe I'm giving a little bit too much to Shawn Michaels. Maybe we are. Maybe we are, but maybe it's possible that this was his Hail Mary to get that trilogy back on track. Where if he oversells it and does everything and Hogan says, that's not cool, brother. I want to do over. I want to prove that this is supposed to happen the way it's supposed to happen. And then Michael says, sure, we'll go again. Why not? I'll give it to you the real way this time. Mm. But again, maybe I'm just overthinking it. Maybe it's not what happened. That's not, that's not the worst logic, to be completely honest with you. But also... 
Sean Michaels has probably gone, well, if we're only going to get one out of this, I'm going to make people talk about it because I know how to. Yeah. I know how to. Obviously, he knows what he's doing. Like, Sean isn't just being a complete D-bag to be complete. Well, we don't know that. But, like, maybe a little column A, a little column B. But also, like, Sean's like, well, we could just have a normal match I could lose and I'll move on to Raw the next night and be a face again, basically. Or I can make people talk about this for literally nearly 20 years where nearly where, like 17 years ago, this was whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. You get into the meat and potatoes of this match. Honestly, like you said, it, it's just overselling for the sake of overselling. You don't remember much until you watch the match back. Yeah. There's, I remember this spot in the corner. Um, it's towards the very beginning of the match. Um, you know, Irish whip into the corner. Let's do a punch. Sean throws back. Let's do another punch. Sean throws even further. We'll do a third one. Sean's like on the top rope. He's like waving his arms around. And this is where the part where we can just come in and just be like, all right, this is our show now because this is just hilarious to me. Take away all the BS of what we just talked about and just analyze this from a match. It's freaking funny for people who are fans of wrestling. And we love wrestling. Like calm down, everybody. We love when a good match happens, but I can tell you, I can really speak for Joel here when we say we love this more because it's so funny it's just so funny because sean is just taking the business and doing a giant turd on it to be completely honest and i love it as someone who watches a lot of wrestling and some people probably hate that and for some people probably leans into the sean michaels hate column which is fine um but it's hilarious him flapping his arms around and taking big boots and like getting up and doing like a whole spin and like he's getting leg dropped and his legs are like flying out of here like it's just hilarious to me that this is happening and it's their only match that they will ever have. We can nearly pretty confidently say that that's well, you don't know with wrestling, but I don't think they're ever going to wrestle again. And there might be a prince in a, in a country somewhere that wants to pay both men to, to have another fight, you know, you know, you never know. Yeah. You never really know. Um, but listen, this is one of Hogan's last big matches in WWE. Is this his last match in WWE? I don't know. I don't think, I think he had a, a, another, oh, did he? I know he had, he, would have, he, he had matches obviously in TNA, um, but I think this could have been, it's definitely his last big match. I'll say that. It's definitely his last big match in WWE. Um, but man, what a way to go out, eh? He went, he went over, brother. We will say that. Obviously everyone knows. He has one more match at TD Garden, SummerSlam 2006. Oh. Huh. Guess against who? Figure guess. He's still on the roster. He's still wrestling to this day. And his gimmick at the time involved people like Hogan. What? I'm so confused. Who the hell did he wrestle in 2006? Hogan got killed. Bitch. I don't know who you're gonna say Hogan, Hulk Hogan, the legend, uh, ended up getting oh, killed. Oh, Randy Orton! There you go. There we go. I got there in the end. Post production, please make me look smart in that because I just looked like an absolute idiot the whole time. Of course, it was Randy Orton. I remember that match happening. Um, anyway, We're actually, Hogan won that match. <laughs> yeah, but you know Hogan, what I mean. Hogan like, wins. LOL. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean. Like he, I remember like the spitting and like all of that happening. Because he was a legend killer. Remember when yep. he RKO'd Fabulous Muller? That was funny. Um, anyway, so 
But yeah, this Hogan went over, obviously. Um, Sean made it look like wrestling. I'll give it, I'll give him that. He certainly sold for Hulk Hogan. What Listen, whatever you, whatever you believe, whatever you believe, whichever side of the fence you're sitting on here of who you believe and who you don't, you remember this match. It's true. You'll never forget. And it's just hilarious. It's dumb. Like it's just. At that time, I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know he was overselling. I didn't know what that was. I was like, oh my God, Hulk Hogan's super strong. Remember at this point, this is probably one of the first matches of Hulk Hogan's I really had seen other than just like his match with like Vince and his match with like Brock Lesnar. Like I hadn't really seen that much of Hulk Hogan wrestling um, at that stage. I still really haven't seen that much of Hulk Hogan wrestling. Oh, well, old wrestling, old wrestling stinks. Put that in the put that in the in the big text on the screen because I think old wrestling stinks. Um, but yeah, listen, it's a fun time. This match, I really do appreciate it for what it is. It's silly and it's and, and it's easy to watch because you just laugh through it. That's really <laughs> all it is. It's so it's, dumb. <laughs> and, and you know what's you know what's not dumb? Leaving us a thumbs up here, maybe subscribing to this channel, tapping that bell for notifications. Because it's Fightful Overbooked and we drop content every single day on this channel. Sometimes twice a day. Sometimes I'm, I get a little frisky and I'm like, oh, I want to post two videos. And There's even double features like, no. I've seen now on this channel. Double you do features. You've got, so you've got double features. You've got videos sometimes two times a day. You've got live streams. You've got premieres. You've got videos just randomly popping up. You got all different stuff. Every day there's something different. So whether you love this show, whether you love Grappy Hour, whether you love hits and misses, whether you love demo divas, whatever it may be, it doesn't matter to us, but you do got to make sure you hit subscribe and hit that big bell, ding, ding, ding. So then we can, you know, we can, you get notified of when we're posting all of these videos, like we said, and I can pretty confidently say I'm not in charge of anything around here, but there's probably even more stuff coming to Fightful Overbooked. Is that pretty safe to say? Nah, I told people to go take a hike. True. Me too. <laughs> Josh, where can the people find you on the internet? <laughs> At Josh Robinson underscore zero zero. You know what I'm about to say. I'm a pretty damn good time. Come hang out with me. He is, in fact, a very good time, and I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. It's Fightful Overbooked, youtube.com slash Fightful Overbooked, FightfulOverbooked.com. Do all the things we talked about earlier with the thumbs up and the things and the, the things. And if you're on podcast form on your favorite podcast app, leave us a five-star review. Get us out there into the ether and into your friends' ears. And until then, next time, ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.